Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. And today we're going to be talking about our uh, personal language learning journey. Instead of describing the ideal situation of what, you know, we sh you should do learning a language or advice, we're going to talk honestly about what we personally have actually done, including what we did right and what we did wrong. And this is a suggestion from a listener. So uh, thanks for the suggestion. The thing is, uh, we don't always practice what we preach, so we're going to be honest about that and just let you know the problems that we faced and uh, what we actually did to learn or attempt to learn German. Exactly. Let's go into that tunnel. <laughs> you can probably guess, this week's episode is brought to you by, tell us Alex, Koya Insurance. Excellent. That's it. And I recommend them to any expats living in Germany. They offer apartment insurance, private liability insurance, bike theft insurance, and more. Now, private liability insur insurance, known in German as Haftpflichtversicherung, is something practically no German would do without. It covers you against any damage you might accidentally cause, because we all know shit happens. For example, years ago I had a coworker that tied his dog to an outside table at a cafe, and he went inside. The dog got spooked by something and started to run down the street, dragging okay. the table behind him. True story. This table <laughs> hit several parked cars, and this was Munich, so they were not cheap cars, causing a lot of dents and damage. However, my coworker was covered by his private liability insurance and didn't have to pay anything. To get yourself this kind of coverage, please go to koya.com. That is C-O-Y-A.com. Everything is in English, and so are we. <laughs> How do you do? <laughs> <laughs> nice that 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 sucks for that guy but luckily the insurance was helpful yeah i, I can't i can't remember the amount but i i think he would have had to have paid at least a thousand to uh, you know to to repaint all those fenders and oh whatever so uh definitely good situation for him yeah so uh jeff and i are back to the doing the podcast via video chat we are not together today being safe jeff's in a little bit of a quarantine right now so yeah, I'll make a long a long story short. My my girlfriend went to f to w went with a friend to visit their German friend who lives in Stockholm, Sweden, and you know, and it's it was a place not listed as a high risk uh, location. But as they were literally as they were there for just these two days, suddenly uh, Germany listed Sweden as a high risk country, which means to return you have to uh, land, get an immediate uh, Corona test, and then quarantine yourself in your house until you get the results. And of course, I uh, share a bed with this person, so uh, I have to quarantine as well, which, you know, kind of uh, meant, yeah, we had to do things a little uh, standoffish this time, but we we practiced a few times back in the day. Yeah, we're so used to we it. Know, we know how it goes. So, we know uh, what we're doing. It is what it is. It's Corona life, right? So whatever. Exactly. Um, before we get started, I'd like to uh, start with some, with some shout outs. Uh, we want to thank everyone who's written us over this past week, we've had a lot of, we actually have a lot of shout outs this week because we got a lot of messages this week. So um, yeah, I'll start off with a shout out to Matt in DC. Uh, shout out to Uday from India who's living in Dresden and said he loves our covering topics for expats like himself. Uh, another shout out to Chris from Connecticut who moved to Berlin only two weeks ago and is on the job search. So nice. good good luck, Chris, moving during these uh, these times. I hope you, uh, you figure everything out for yourself. And uh, I'll do another shout out to Brett for the kind words about the show. 
Nice. And I'll continue on because we just had so many messages. Yeah. Uh, quick, quick shout out to Greta in the U.S. Um, and she's really trying to make that move to Germany as soon as she can. I believe she's also a teacher. And so she was asking us for some uh, tips about that. And a shout out to uh, Terry on Facebook, who really, I wish I could read the message, but take too long, said some wonderful uh, things about the show and about us. Yes. So thank you, Terry. Thanks so much. And uh, last but not least, a shout out to Trevor who has been trying for a long time to find a, a job in Germany and was uh, couldn't, but finally able was able to secure himself a master's program in Berlin, which was his ticket to moving to Germany. And he made the move despite the whole uh, weird situation we're all in because of the pandemic. And it's not easy to move during a pandemic, but he is no. in Berlin. So congrats to him and uh, good luck. Yeah, well done. Congratulations. So little odds and ends this past Saturday, Germany beat its own record of the most corona cases in one day with 7,830 cases reported in just one 24-hour period. That is god-awful. Uh, and of course, with that, become uh, we get more uh, restrictions from the Berlin Senat. Sure. There are actually now 10 busy pedestrian streets, the streets themselves like outside, where you have to wear a mask, which is kind of nutty. And uh, all flea markets, outside flea markets, masks have to be worn also, the amount of people allowed to private gatherings has been reduced to five, where I think previously it was like 10 or 15, like a week ago. Yeah, I so, don't like um, where we're going because we're, we're obviously, we're at the precipice of a full lockdown. I mean, exactly. they're, they're really, the restrictions are putting in now, like you said earlier, last ditch effort kind of, and even the the guy who heads the, um, the, uh, the health ministry, whatever you'd call yep. it, he was pleading with people yesterday. He's like, please follow these new restrictions because we do not want a full lockdown. So please just do what you can. Please do. I mean, I was on the bond the other day and I saw three people without wearing masks. And it's just honestly, it's so frustrating because we're going to be back to lockdown again. You know, we're back at it again, almost. Exactly. I told you the other day I saw a guy basically coughing up a lung not wearing a mask and not even covering his mouth, which it would be gross even without Corona. You know what I mean? And, yeah, exactly. But during, but during Corona, it's uh, it's just so dangerous. I, I immediately just got up and walked to the other end of the train. I mean, it's just, it, it, there's just no excuse, man. No, there really is an excuse. Um, wear your mask, people. Keep us all safe. Make this thing end. Anyways, on some pretty neutral news, daylight <laughs> savings time in Europe will have just ended October 25th. So uh, change of clocks. Yeah, well, by the time this comes out, it'll have already happened. So hope if they haven't changed their clocks, they have True. really screwed up their schedule for three or four days. I, so I hope your clocks are changed. But yeah, a little recap. What, what, what have you been up to this past week? As if we never talk in between recordings. Yeah. Like I never see you. So, you know, yeah. um, you know, not, not again, not, not a huge amount. It was uh, my girlfriend's birthday on Sunday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. So we really couldn't celebrate or anything big like, you know, we would usually do. So we, we, you know, we had a, we had a day in. We actually, she really wanted to make a um, a pillow fort, like a blanket pillow fort type thing. Like we're ten years old, <laughs> so it. we did that. And we had a great time in there. Watched movies all day. Um, nice. Yeah, it was really nice. Uh, Garrett got us. Gifts, Sounds like a know. very cozy day. It was a very cozy day, and it was raining outside, so it was actually perfect. Yeah, you don't even want to do anything, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, besides that, I'm just trying to, you know. Just trying to be safe, trying to get to work, get back to work, and not without uh, being near anybody, but in a big city, that's pretty difficult. Yeah. How are you doing? I mean, How are things with you? Yeah, not bad. Yeah. As I mentioned, my girlfriend was in uh, Sweden over the weekend, so I had such a bachelor weekend of just nice. spending most of the time just playing playing video video games on my big projector screen and uh, 
ordering pizza and, you know, just doing a whole lot of nothing. Because, yeah, the weather was shitty. So being inside, playing video games, cows it up in a blanket, it just sounded like the perfect thing. So that's what I did. So that, For yeah, that sure. Some, and sometimes you need those days, you know, just to be by yourself and enjoy, enjoy your own company, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So that was good. But I do have a small little rant. We've mentioned okay. how how shitty German customer service is. And yes. I've just been reminded this past weekend, and I have to share with you, just so any of you who move to Germany are not surprised by how it, how it goes. So this is, <laughs> this is a complaint to DHL, the, the, the shipping, the shipping uh, giant. So I had, I had two things ordered from Amazon, including our whiskey for this episode, which uh, we were not able to use because it never showed up. So, But yeah, I had, two, I had two boxes that said they arrived at a, um, there's things cut in Berlin and in Germany in general called pack stations, which are basically little, little cubbies where they can put boxes in there for you instead of arriving box. at your house. Yeah, like a P.O. box, kind of, but they're in, in public, P.O. boxes. I got an, a message from DHL, like you normally do, saying it arrived at this P.O. box uh, 404. But I Google it, there is no P.O. box 404. Of course not. So anyway, so I go to the place, of course, there's no P.O. box, and then I try to do some find some customer service but if you go to DHL's website there is no basic like help it is a complete runaround of they make you go through these frequently asked questions blah 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 click this click that and then finally you find out there really is no email there really is no uh, online chat there's just a phone number so i call and of course you know it's in german as it should be so uh, i'm using my german skills he's asking for you know the order number and this that and i t- i explain to him the problem and then he gets to the point where he's explaining what the situation is, right? He's speaking really fast and over the phone. And when it's a second language, you know, over the phone is always the worst because uh, it's, it's the worst. Over the phone is the hardest way to speak a second language for sure. So I asked him politely in German. I said, you know, could you speak a little slower? Sorry, my German is, you know, is not perfect. And the guy just hung up on me. So that was that oh. was the, that was the level of customer service uh, I received. And then I had to use my girlfriend to call again the next day. And they tell me, no, you're calling the wrong number. They gave me another DHL phone number. We call them and they say, oh, no, you're calling the wrong number. They gave us a phone number, which you guessed it is that was the number of the person I called the day before. So complete, <laughs> just vicious cycle. And then eventually they say they can't even track our package. We have to talk to Amazon. But you talk to Amazon in two seconds. They track it. They say it's lost. And they say, we've just shipped you a new item. Done. Done. With an online chat. So simple. You know, yeah, and, and and this story is not atypical. You know, I've had so I've I've had very similar similar um, situations as well, and it just yeah, the customer service is not great here. Some companies are getting really better with it. Um, very but, slowly, yeah. I mean, yeah. Say what you want about the U.S., but the U.S. has wonderful customer service with it. Yes. they bend over backwards for you. They're so polite. And in Germany, like they'll just say, "Hey, here's the number you need to call." It's like here's a number. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. In Germany, that's how it is. But in the U.S., they transfer you. They say, is there anything else I can do for you? They're much more helpful. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but you know what? Speaking of helpful, what would be helpful is sipping on some glorious whiskey. Yes. And because the whiskey did not come in, though he wanted to drink, I went to a store today, bought a whiskey. Jeff left a bottle outside of his apartment. I filled it with a funnel, filled it up for him. So we have the same whiskey. You know, everything's the way the way it should be, the way the good Lord intended. Right. What do we got today? Today, I, I'm actually really excited about it. I saw this in a store. I've heard about it before. I, I'm really excited for it. So today we have our, it's a Red Breast Single Pot Still Irish Whiskey aged 12 years. 
Yeah, and I, I, when you told me you got this, I was so excited because uh, it's something that I've heard about a few times. Always wanted to try it. It's kind of a standard of Irish whiskey I hear, but I've never, I've never tried it. But and it's yeah. also not the cheapest whiskey in the world, which is maybe no. why I haven't uh, tried it. But uh, ooh, I'm excited. Yeah, this bottle uh, went us back around 48 euro, I think, at the store, and it says on the bottle, a rich mix of dried fruit and spice with toasted oak and cherry undertones. Love it. Which sounds awesome. Yes. Um, so I'm going to, I have the pop, you know, the pops. I'm going to pop this bad Larry open. Not bad. You can't hear it, but it wasn't bad. And now, now I'll do mine and uh, it'll be awful. Nice. That was it because I'm using a uh, a small glass bottle with a little uh, little metal top here. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Pop Sorry. I, need, I, I, almost just, I almost just waited for you to pour me the whiskey. Uh, but I not, not going to happen right now. Realize you're not here, so going to pour that myself. I could try, but it's going to get messy on my computer. And right, I'm going to go in for a little smell here. Oh yeah, it smells really good. That's the good stuff. All right, well, uh, cheers through the through the uh, through the computer. Thank you. Here there we go. Is. Cheers. Ooh, that gives a really good first impression. Oh my god, that washes out that Swedish Mac whiskey from last week. Yeah, yeah, yes, it does. Um, that's yeah. See that that's a whiskey. That's uh, you, that's good. That that that's really good. I'm, I'm going to enjoy that, drinking this. Yeah, you you cannot say that this does not lack. You can't say this lacks flavor. That's all I'll say right now. No, uh, absolutely uh, not. That's got plenty. Uh, all right then. Uh, before oh, we get yeah. started to the topic, um, please, our lovely listeners, uh, please remember to uh, give us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Really appreciate it. You know, five stars if you want. Sure. That'd be nice. Uh, check out our website, agdwpodcast.com. There's extras and a whole whiskey page with the rankings of the whiskey, a uh, little quips, what we said about the whiskey. So if you ever want to go back or if you want to buy a gift for someone, you want a good whiskey recommendation, there's a one-stop shop right there for you. And welcome to our first um, first YouTube video. That's true. This is the first time we have a video rolling as we're recording uh, our episodes right now we do have a youtube channel uh this episode will be up the full episode on the youtube channel uh we'll also include a few extra videos as well so uh just head to youtube search agdw podcast or just search americans in germany drinking whiskey you'll find us we'll also have a link to the youtube channel on our website but just keep in mind, you know, we're still just a podcast, so don't expect a lot of regular videos going up on the YouTube channel. Uh, they'll come here or there when we have time. Yeah, for sure. And also, if you have um, any ideas for any new um, episodes, please let us know. Um, and we'd love to hear input because some of our best episodes, we feel like, have come from ideas from other from from our fans. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's totally true. I mean, like some weeks we get together and right away we have a great idea and we know exactly what we want to do. And then there's some weeks like this week where before we came up, before we decided on this idea, we, we really just had not a lot. So please, if you have any yeah. ideas, if, any questions about Germany, things you think we should talk about, let us know. So let's talk about our personal language learning journey. Because it's wow. very different to what we said people should be doing because we did not do what you should be doing. Which, which again, we weren't like trying to BS anybody. Basically, we, we were learning from our mistakes, mistakes and kind of saying, hey, guys, don't do what we do. This is what you should do. 
but we got a message from, I can't remember the name, so sorry, uh, but he gave us a great idea where he said, you know what, okay, it's great the advice you're giving, but let us know what you personally did. You know, did it work out? Did it not work out? Did you actually right. follow all of this advice? You know, so uh, let's let's dive right in. And, you know, first thing where we would start would be before going to Germany. So, like, Alex, before you came, yeah, what was your plans involving learning German? Did did you even want to learn German? Was it a priority for you? Uh, were you buying CDs? Uh, you know, like what did you do before <laughs> you when you were still in Rhode Island? What 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 did you do? So, um, like I've said before, you know, moving here was a very spontaneous decision, and I really didn't know much about Germany or Berlin at all. So I figured, you know, I said, you know, I, I met a lot of you know um, friends who had families from other countries. And, you know, they just learn by being in the country. So I thought, you know, hey, I'll move over, you know, after a year or two, I'll get the language down. I'll be immersed and I'll live in the country. Of course, you'll get it down. You'll be forced to. Sure. Um, I didn't listen to any podcasts. I did a bit of research, uh, but really not a lot, not as much as I, as I probably should have. And not as much the people listening to us right now are doing right now. So they're already 10 steps ahead of where I was even a day before I left. So I just thought, you know, I'd move, I would learn it. Uh, and, and I knew that Berlin was a very English heavy city as well. Sure. And I just figured that meant like everyone's okay in it. I didn't know it meant like it's going to be almost impossible to learn through immersion. So yeah, my expectations pretty much were I'm going to move, I'm going to get immersed. And, and that didn't, that didn't work. So, so the day you fly to Berlin, Let's get an idea. What's your level of German at? Do you need, you know, you know, like 10 words or, or basically you just, you know, nothing. You, you, you know, ja and nine is that's pretty much it. I knew ja nine on the plane. I learned Ausfahrt means kind of exit or was it Ausgang? I can't remember what was on the plane, but I learned that. Cause it's like, that looks like an exit sign. Um, I knew Meshuga from some Yiddish words. <laughs> um, I knew Prost. I knew beer. Uh, and oh, you knew that beer, you knew that beer in English is the same as beer in German. Yes. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, besides that, like not really anything else, which is embarrassing. I mean, no, I mean, like you said, I mean, you, you didn't plan on moving to Germany. It was like a thing that was dropped in your lap and you had right. so little time to prepare. So it's not like you had years to prepare or anything. So, I mean, it's, it's fine. To be fair, I had a few months where I really could have sat down, took some classes, maybe did Rosetta Stone, even watched some TV, done something. But um, in my lazy nature, I, I, I didn't. Yeah. What about yourself? So did, did, did you have like a, a base knowledge or did you do classes before? Yeah, I, like I actually, yeah, I actually looked into it quite a bit um, before I even knew I was moving to Germany. You know, I, starting in like my te like when I was in teenage years, I'd say, I was really into kind of travel shows. And there's this guy called Rick Steves who does a European travel series. I, I think Rick on Steves. P on, He's awesome. Yeah, on, on PBS, you know. You know, uh, on Saturdays or something, you, I would see these kind of – he would always go to a different city in, in uh, Europe and explain the cheap, easy way to do things and give you tips and tricks right. and stuff. And anytime I saw, like, the episodes in Germany, I just – I don't know. I just fell in love with it. Like, I love the Alps. Uh, Berlin looks cool. The architecture looks cool. And, you know, so it really kind of just put this bug into me. Like, oh, I love to – I'm not really planning on it, but I love to move to Germany for shits and giggles kind of a thing. You know, like I went to like the local, uh, which doesn't exist anymore, called uh, bookstore called Borders, which went out of business because there's a lot of bookstores. Oh, yeah. the, the, the local bookstore Borders? You mean the yeah, giant the huge, national huge chain mega Borders? Chain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I meant local as in it was physically in my locale. The local <laughs> Borders. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
you know, and I bought some basic German language CDs, which weren't that great. I would do it for like a week and then, you know, get over it because at that point I'm not even moving to Germany. It was just kind of like for, for fun thing, you know? So every now and again, every few months, put the CD on for a few, day, few days, get over it, you know, learn some very basics, like how to count, uh, you know, yeah, the colors and really basic stuff like that. Yeah. And then I got, a, I had an Austrian girlfriend. She was an exchange student in my high school. And then so, okay, so I got an Austrian girlfriend. So, you know, then you want to oppress her. So you learn a few more words. Yeah, I got, oh, yeah, Ros- okay. I, I got Rosetta Stone, started doing Rosetta Stone as well. When you don't have proper motivation, you're not going to stick to it. You know, again, I'm not moving to Germany, so I don't need to mo- learn German. So it's, it's just like a fun thing on the weekends. And when you're in, a, in high school, you want to do your weekends, like you want to be like partying with your friends. You're not going to be like inside on Rosetta Stone, right? So, right, yeah. So I, I tried a lot of things from time to time here or there. And then then when I decided to move, then I started trying a little bit harder. So by the time, and when I first moved to Europe, it was actually, I, I was in Vienna, not Germany. Uh, so I was in Austria. Right. By the time I got there, I had, an, I had a basic foundation, could, could in no way have a conversation. Again, I knew the basics. I knew a few food words. I knew how to count, that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So Yeah, you, you could uh, order a beer or something like that. Yeah, yeah. so I, I knew more than some random guy off the street, you know, but not as much as I could have learned. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the, the thing about, you know, trying to learn a language, I think generally is that like, it's very, it's very intimidating and you really need to, you know, want to do it. And after a big move, especially, because like I said, I didn't do anything before. And after a big move, I was like, I was, try- I was trying to get settled. I was trying to learn the culture, make friends, you know, and sitting down by myself and learning German by myself was not a priority. Plus, you're, you're in a city like like Berlin, where you could easily just meet people, speak English. And again, so leaving less motivation, right? To, like, cause, right. Because all the Germans you're meeting know English anyway. So, yeah, so... It's not really lighting a fire under your butt. And, you know, I, was, I wasn't working for the, first, um, for the first three months, which would have been a perfect time to, you know, take, a, um, take an intensive course every single day for, you know, five hours a day and, like, really, really get good at German. So you didn't take didn't. any courses during that time? I didn't do anything, Jeff. I, didn't, oh, God. <laughs> I did nothing. Nothing? Nope, I was doing nothing. So then when I got my job, they said, eventually, if you want to be a certified teacher, you need to have a B2 level of German. Plus, I wanted to learn German anyways. I just wasn't being an active participant in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then I enrolled myself in um, in some German courses. And I was doing them Mondays and Wednesdays from, I think, 7 o'clock to 8.30. So after work, two days a week. And yeah, it was uh, it kind of sucked, to be honest. And that's when I realized I really should have done this before I was working. Because I was exhausted. My first year of work you know, working with one-year-old kids. And then after that, trying to grab dinner real quick and then going to German class. And then my class, which was dumb of me, was far away from where I lived. Oh, shit. Um, and then I moved even further away. Yeah, imagine now getting off of work. Okay, now I got to go do two, three hours uh, at school. Oh, you know, I mean, it's just- I can't anymore. And honestly, I, I can't even believe that I even did that. <laughs> looking back, I was like, damn, Alex, how did you have so much motivation, so much, you know- but uh, well, you, you kind of rest. needed it, right? Because you need that B2 in order to get to get a raise and be certified and all that kind of stuff. So Yeah, exactly. And I did that for like two years and I got to like a B1.2 level, so not B2 yet. But um, I remember my sister came to visit at the time where cause I was doing like, I was paying by the month. And I was like, my sister's here. I'm not going to do German classes. I'm going to stop taking it this month and I'll rejoin again. 
Um, and then I kind of just stopped. Yeah. I think that's something everybody falls into, you know? Yeah. So for yeah. me, like I said, I, I moved to Vienna and immediately I think I took two months of courses, but you know, what is it? Level A1.1 and level A1.2. Right, very basic. So again, you're learning how to order food. You're learning very basics. You're not conversational at all. So I took two months of that. And then kind of similar to you, it was kind of, was running out of money. And it's like, ooh, could save 200 bucks a month. Uh, you know, yeah, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll quit for now and save some money and then I'll go back. And then I didn't for the rest of the time I was in Vienna. Um, and then, you know, fast forward when I moved to Berlin, it's a good year and a half, two years later. Long story, but at some point I had to, I had to move back to the States for a year and a half. And then I came back to Berlin for my official move to Berlin. Um, mm -hmm. And when I was in the States, I was stupid. I didn't, I didn't keep up with my German. So when I got back to Berlin, oh no, I had to take the courses I took two, uh, two years before over oh, again, shit. because I, I'd basically, I hadn't forgotten at all, but I needed a refresher. You know what I mean? There, there was no way yeah, I could sure, have moved on to Yeah. I, and it was, it was my choice. I was just like, I really need to start over, you know? So I go back to Berlin. I start again with A1.1, A1.2, whatever, oh, the God. basics, get the refresher. And then a similar things happens, you know, I only have a certain amount of money saved up. What's my biggest expense right now, other than my apartment? And that's my language, you know, my language school. So you stop yeah. go, you stop going. And of course you're trying to look for jobs and, you know, more kind of what you think is more important stuff. And, uh, and same, I was like, oh, I'll go back. And then just never went back. And I'll tell you, it's my biggest regret. I really wish yep. I could have take, taken those first three months or even six months just taking that course every day. It was a, it was a nice course. It was called Deutsch Academy. It was every, uh, Monday through Friday, three hours a day. It was like 9 a.m. till noon. So you had the rest of the day mm -hmm. to meet people and do what you needed to do, which was nice. Um, yeah, and it was... And again, it's like far superior than just learning at home on a CD. Like you got to get yourself talking with people and, you know... Um, yeah, so it was yeah, fun, sure. but it was fun. But after, again, after those two months, I was in no way fluent. Like, again, I, I was, I had a baseline, but, um, still really couldn't have any kind of a conversation with a, with a real German, you know, it's just not possible. And, and, and that's the thing I think, you know, um, maybe you thought the same thing, but I thought, you know, it would come a lot quicker than it did, especially learning and taking classes while being in the, in, in the country of that language i kind of figured it was going to be coming quick to me and it wouldn't be that difficult but you know it really was and i, I did it for two years and i was still at a b 1.2 almost b2 and then i took some private tutor after a while as well mm. which wound up being around the same price which I, I, th I, th I think you like said it was a, really expensive tutor too it was expensive and i figured maybe one-on-one -on -one would be better because now i can actually I have a baseline i can kind of talk in sentences so i thought you know it would be easier and i did learn a lot from her as well but it got to the point where I kind of, I think I figured, I was like, you know what? I'm good enough. I'm just really going to focus on speaking German as much as I can. Mm -hmm. And then my German took off from there. Um, and, I, and I think there is this myth that people have, especially people from countries that are English speaking countries. Like I've heard this from people from, from the UK, from Australia, from the States, because we don't speak two languages. Most other countries speak two languages. Being bilingual is not a, special thing you know yeah it is it is for an american or an, uh an englishman but yeah if you're from any european country it's really not anything to, to write home about you know what i mean it's not special at exactly all. and once you have these um you know when you're younger your brain's much more elastic and you're creating um 
connections in your brain to help learn your language. And you do that when you're from very young. That's what I'm doing with my mm. kids right now, you know? And when you get older, those connections aren't there. So you have to build them, but it's a lot s- slower to build them when you're older. Yeah, I, I think it just takes more, like you said, more active work. And, and this myth of like fluent by absorption, yeah, I've like you said, I've heard it all the time. And people just like, oh, if you're just around it, you'll absorb it. And it's like, yeah, not right. necessarily. Like, yeah, okay, you can hear German all day long, but if you never actually learn what those words mean, it's just going to keep sounding like white noise. And maybe you'll learn a few things here or there. Um, but but like you said, like, so you, you go, you think, okay, I go to German class th- for three hours a day. You know, that'll lock me in after a few months. But thing is, for me, I know, like, I went for those three, three hours, but then the rest of the day, I'm speaking English with friends. I'm watching Netflix in English. I'm doing everything right. in English. So you're, you're, you're completely washing away the German. The thing is, you have to actively... And, and and even during the time, I was like, oh, Jeff, like you should change the language on your laptop to German. So you're just even those, those simple words, you know, you should True. You, sh- you should be watching uh, Seinfeld in German, not in English. Or, you know what I mean? Like um, I, mean, I, but, I had the same exact thoughts all the time. Yeah. 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 I mean, I the same thoughts. You should be doing this, you should be doing this. But like it's really, at least for me, it sounds like for you as well, it's really hard to self-motivate to do these things. And, you know, you, you have to like really set in your head, like I'm going, I think, I think the biggest thing is what I'm trying to say is like, you have to set goals for yourself and follow through with those goals. Cause I feel like if you, if you don't do it, it's not, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And, um, and I, and I did it and that was a thing. And so I really regretted not taking the time and before I moved for one, but then after when I was here for three months without a job, not taking that time to take an intensive class, cause I would be much better off than I am even now. And it took me, I passed my B2 last year. It took me six years to take the B2. And I took the, the test four times before I passed it, you know, yeah, which yeah. is also kind of embarrassing. But yeah, yeah. No, my, it's, it's, my point still stands. Yeah, It's really all up to you. The thing is like learning language, and I think you learned the same. It's not one thing. You have to be doing several things during the day yes. to reinforce yes. that language learning. I didn't, there was a lot I didn't do. But one thing I did do, which I liked, which helped, did help me a little bit was... If I was out and about on the uh, U-Bahn, you know, in the subway or, you know, whatever, in some big touristy area, whatever, and sure. I would he- I would hear, for example, I'd hear the word genau, genau, like a lot, you know, genau, genau, genau. <laughs> and, 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 you know, like any words I heard a lot, I would finally just, you know, I'd, I would go on my phone. And I had a little notepad in my phone that was just German words I heard used a lot. And I'd write them down, you know, other phrases that you would hear. Um, you know, Auf jeden Fall or uh, Doch or... Yeah, it's, it's actually, really, it's funny you say that because I remember when, when I first moved here, I was making fun of the Germans. They said, all you guys have is like three words because all I heard was, yeah, yeah, genau, ach so, yeah, genau, genau, ja, ach so, ach so, ja, genau. E- egal or scheißegal. Um, yeah, but, exactly. but, but anyway, so like anytime I heard this stuff that I was hearing repeatedly, I would write it down. Um, in my uh, notes app on my phone. And then at the end of the day, when I got home, I would Google all of them, you know, put them in Google Translate and be like, oh, genau means exactly. And this means this. And mm-hmm. and then suddenly just knowing the, even though it's only a few words, but they're widely used words, suddenly that opens up. All, you're like, oh, you know, like you're hearing a lot more. And so I, and anytime I saw, for example, a poster advertisement for whatever, yep. 
I wonder what that says. And I'll just write it down. And then later I'd Google translate it. And, and then maybe weeks later, since I translated that one word, I see that word again. And I'm like, oh, I know Welt means world. Oh, okay. And, you know, and so that was one thing that I was actively doing, which of course is not enough to learn German, but it yeah. still, it was something that did help me a little bit. You know what I mean? And, and I think something that really helps as well is when, um, when I was finally comfortable enough to try to speak German to people, especially my colleagues at work, because, you know, I'm with them every day and I feel comfortable with them. So I try to practice with them. And I remember I really learned a lot of words through mistakes that I made. Mm. So I'm trying to say a sentence, you know, and I'm like, oh, what's this word? What's this word? And they'll tell me it. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Because all of a sudden I have a personal connection with that word because I was trying, you know, I was in a conversation with this. Anytime I need that word again, I thought back to that conversation and yeah. that word popped back in my head because I found that I tried doing the same thing as you did, you know, writing down words that I see, you know, on advertisements or, or here on the radio, whatever. Sure. Um, but then I'd learn them and then I forget them, you know, 10, 15 minutes later because there was no personal connection to it. Whereas when I was trying to speak, uh, people corrected me. I had a personal connection to that correction. Sure. And then I remember the words later. And then I think when I started trying to speak more and more, that's when my German actually started to roll. And I remember there's like this, this click, you know, this is a click moment where all of a sudden I was like, holy shit, I can speak German. Mm. And that was a few years ago. And then I had like another click and like another click. You know what I mean? Where it's like an, on another level, I can speak a little bit better now and then better. Yeah, yeah. No, but absolutely. that first click is incredible. It's the best feeling in the world because you think you don't know anything and you have a really good night speaking German all night and you're like, oh my God, I just did it. And you don't realize yeah. you're doing it. It's just happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just like when you're first learning to learn like stick, you know, driving manual with a car, and it's like yeah. you can't, you can't get it in gear. You're you're putting in the clutch at the wrong time all the time. You know, you're you're fucking up or sorry, you're screwing up. Uh, you know, for like an hour, and then finally you put the clutch in at the right perfect time, and it goes. Yes. And once you do it once, you have that muscle memory, and you're like, oh, and you like you could do it again. And you're like, oh, and that's kind of what it feels like. And I know, and I know exactly what the moments you're talking about where. It's like, you know, maybe, maybe you have like a lot of off days and then there's just one day where whatever, like, you know, you, there's a problem with your hotel. You have to go and have like a full on conversation with, uh, yeah, cause with the you're forced there. to, and, and, and suddenly you have this long conversation with her and then you walk away and you're like, you're like, Oh my God, Whoa. how she, she never once like looked at me like I was crazy. She knew exactly what I said. I, I actually she spoke German the whole time. I understood what she said. Like, you know, and you're, yeah, you're just, you're just like, you're so impressed and you're like, okay, I actually, I know more than I let on. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, right. It, it feels like all this, um, all these classes and the tutoring and like the stressing about it, like, wow. Okay. It's finally there. It's finally worked. I can see the results of it. And, um, I don't think there's anything more satisfying in the world than those click moments and then now being able to actually speak two languages. It's, it's, it's crazy cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, did, so did, that was something I'd ever thought I'd ever do in my life ever. And I, I yeah. never thought I'd ever learn another language. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Like, you know, you, we take, uh, I don't know what you took in school, but you know, in high school I took Spanish, but I know three words, even though it was four years because they, they teach yeah. the whole course in English. So uh, how helpful is that? That's not immersion at all. So, you know, what are you really going to learn? You know? Um, but like, did, did you, because I know at in for work you're the English teacher in, in at work right. so like but does working at a German kita slash kindergarten 
Does it did it at all help you learn German or you're speaking English so much when you're there with your colleagues it doesn't really didn't really do much for you? Um, it definitely does. It definitely doesn't hurt because my colleague is German and I have to speak English with the kids. But uh, when I'm not with the kids, I try to speak German with my German colleague, and at the same time, she'll try to speak English with me. Throughout all my colleagues that I've had, I try to speak German with them just mm -hmm. so I can practice in a comfortable environment and in an environment that you know I, I'm talking. I know what I'm talking about. And it's very professional language and it's um, it's definitely good practice. I'm doing it all day because when I come home, I don't speak German to my girlfriend because, you know, we're hanging out. We want to relax. I don't want to practice, you know, a language with her. Now we speak more German, but, you know, back then, not at all. Yeah. So I think definitely the work did help a lot because I was trying to speak English. Uh, sorry, trying to speak German eight hours of the day when I'm not with the kids. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that was definitely helpful. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for for me, my my work, I mean, it was kind of, it was kind of also in between uh, at certain times because you know, but I'm you know, I work on movies and the crew is very international, so English kind of becomes a, a median Default. language, if you will, or whatever. Yeah. But it absolutely did help because even editing movies, because a lot of times, you know, or not all the time, all the time when you're editing a movie from set comes what's um, uh, come daily shooting reports, you know, explaining every shot that was shot, which lenses were used. Uh, where the where the camera was set up, uh, notes okay. about the scene, you know, like, oh, the director loved this take, pl please use this take, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, and all these reports are always in German. And so from the very first job I got, yes, that forced me to at least learn those commonly used words related to what I was doing, you know, because I had to. And then over time, I'm using a lot of these words for work because I need to but those works, those words also translate to real life. You know, in real life, you'll somebody will use that word, and you'll be like, "Oh, I know what that is," because, uh, you know, whatever, because I use it all the time. Or and also, um, all the mo most of the movies I was editing were in German, and which sounds weird, but yes, you can, it's weird, but you can edit a movie even though you don't really quite know what somebody's saying. But but over time, <laughs> I, you edit a scene enough, eventually, like you know what the scene's about, and you've read the script. But eventually, you're, you know, you're like. You you find out well, okay. what is he saying right there? Yeah, what is that yeah, word yeah, like? Yeah. What is that phrase? And so, and it's a movie, so you're learning and you're reviewing that you're viewing the same scenes over and over and over again. So you're hearing the phrases over and over and over again, and that also helps me help me learn a little bit. Um, but conversing with colleagues was it was kind of like, you know, I'd say seventy percent English, thirty percent in German. You know what I mean? Um, right. But mostly by email was German. Which was easier because it gave me the time to actually formulate a response. But yeah, spoken it wasn't wasn't super helpful. But uh, um, but yeah. But I mean, you know, like learning a language, we all have super embarrassing moments. I know I have. You know, just screwing up royally with whatever. Oh yeah, you know? always. And like, and, and, and those embarrassing moments is also a motivation because I think, I think, I think learning another language, you have to obviously, like we like we said, you have to motivate. If you're not motivated, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And then once you start learning a language, the embarrassment is definitely a motivation to get better at it. Cause you're like, yeah. I don't want, I don't want to have that situation ever again. Um, but then also, you know, once you live somewhere, you have the integration motivation. Um, so it's like, listen, I'm here. I want to learn. I want to learn about the culture, you know, and culture is culture language go hand in hand. You can't have culture without language. Oh, completely. And, um, and I think to understand, you know, these references, these cultural references, you have to learn the language. So that was definitely another, you know, motivator. And um, yeah, and, and then of course, probably motivating as well was uh, having a German girlfriend and wanting to speak 
with her family and her friends that she grew up with, you know? Sure. I mean, I had the same, I the thing I just mentioned uh, episode before or whatever it was, uh, I just recently visited my girlfriend's family, uh, you know, again um, right. at their farm. And, you know, you have, you know, a group of people who really don't know any English at all, or maybe just a handful of words. And, and, but, but I've, I've always found the situations like the emergency, emergency situations, or, uh, you know, you go to check in for a hotel room and they say, Oh no, there's no room for you. Or, you know, the emergency, emergency stuff like that, or, or being in a location where there's really nobody speaks English. The, 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 that's for me, the best motivation, like in those yeah. emergency, emergency situations, because it's like, okay, it has to come out, you know? Yeah, not even emergency sometimes, you know? There's those situations where, you know, I need to go to the bank because I got to figure something out or I need to call my landlord or, you know, I'm just trying to find some, the, the, the Haribo I'm looking for at the grocery store. I need to ask somebody. Uh, and, and these are everyday situations where in the States um, or, you know, anywhere English-speaking country, I wouldn't think twice about it. But here, you know, there's sometimes where I be at the grocery store or somewhere. I'm trying to look for something. I'm like, it's not worth asking somebody because I don't feel like going through that whole ordeal of trying to translate or my me sounding like an idiot. Yeah, um, which which is something that we should both try to push through more because it does prevent yeah, us sure. from speaking. I think because yeah, and we've also mentioned you know there's times where you know maybe somebody does a shitty thing like cuts in front of you in line at the movies or whatever you know what yeah. I mean and and you're like oh I, I'm gonna tell this guy off and you're like okay I can I, in German I can sort of tell him off but if he comes back with, with a response really quickly right. and I don't know what he says I'm gonna look like an idiot uh, right. so I mean I, I had a situation like that um, two weeks ago I was just getting food at a, at a, at a chicken place Shout out to Risa. Thumbs up for them. <laughs> and there was these three people in front of me and they were at the cash register for like, no lie, 10 minutes. And um, I just wanted to ask them like, may I please also order or like what's going on here? Like I, I would like to order. It's, it's a fast food place. You know, I want to get in and out. And I was like, do I really want to make a big stink about this? Because if they're a bottle, I'm not going to have the words to come back with it. And I don't want to look like a dumb dumb, and I also don't want to sound like super aggressive either. And I'm trying to get the right tone. And sometimes when you only have a certain amount of words, or you think of a certain amount of words, it might come off in a different way than you want it to come off. It's also stressful as well. So yeah, yeah, I think these everyday situations is probably the biggest motivator. And those only come when you actually live in that country. They're not going to come before I live there because you're not going to have those situations. You know what I mean? Plus, yeah, I'll, I'll say to to like anybody who's still back in the States or wherever and, you know, you've been using Rosetta Stone, you're using Duolingo, whatever, no matter how good you think your German is, until you've really put it to the test of speaking with an actual German in Germany, uh, yeah. you know, when that actually happens, you'll find out that your level is probably not as good as you think it is. You know what I mean? Because it's one thing to memorize words and phrases and that, but to in the moment you know, be able to switch your brain to German and hear and understand what that person's saying and come up with a good response back in a timely fashion, not in five minutes, but in five seconds. Um, that's a whole different story. And like you said, you can only practice that when you're in country. You know what I mean? Right. It's not to say, you know, don't do any language learning before you move or go somewhere. No, no, no. Like, I don't mean that. I'm absolutely saying, like, get that baseline down. Yeah. It's just I've come across people who back in the states who are like oh yeah i've been taking german on rosetta so i'm i'm, I'm really good it's like oh really like how 
uh, and I'm like, eh, like if you haven't really practiced conversationally, which that's the key. It's like, it's yeah, uh, for so, sure. So so often I've been afraid of doing incorrect grammar or something like that, that it stopped me from being conversational. But then eventually I just realized, you know what? Just be conversational. For who cares? You say the wrong word here or there. If they'll still understand the basic what you're saying, it's just like when you hear somebody speaking broken English, you still understand yeah. what they're saying. And 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 you're, and you're not hating on them for not speaking perfect English, and that's uh that's definitely a tough mental barrier, you know, to overcome, is this um, feeling uncomfortable speaking another language, and I think I got over that like a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. I said, screw it, I'm just gonna talk, and you know, it'll be fine, and it's always been fine. You know what I mean? But it's still yeah. like there's there's still that you know it's like ah. You want to, you really want to, but you just can't get yourself to do it because just it's tough. It's it's really tough. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm on and off. Like sometimes I have lots of confidence, sometimes I'm really embarrassed. But like yeah. you said, it always it always ends up that you know more than you think you do. I mean, this past when I went to visit my girlfriend's family, and we also spent a night going out with her best friend from school, and I had three or four days where really I was just speaking German, and I had two or three of her family members like who just out of the blue in the middle of conversations were just told me like, Oh, you know, your German's actually pretty good. Or, or, you know, and I'd, I'd be out with my, with my uh, girlfriend and her friend and this whole night we're speaking German. And at the end of the night, I'm like, wow, that was all German. And you understood mostly what was yeah. going on. And you actually what gave responses from time to time and they understood you. And, uh, uh, yeah. And so, um, yeah. And my girlfriend afterwards, she's like, she's like, babe, you're, you were fine, like you know, and but um, but let, so let's be honest with the, with our viewers here. You know, we've both sure. lived in Germany for many years. Yeah. Uh, neither of us, we could say, is fluent. I think that's uh, that's fair to say. Yeah, I, well, I guess uh, what's your definition of fluent? Like, I can well, hold a conversation all night, yes, but do I speak like a native German or close to it? No. Well, f well, fluent fluent would mean any situation, just like. Like if you, if you if you needed to go uh, talk to your bank about your loan for the house that you've bought, like could you have done that in German? I, I think that would be uh, um, fluent if you, if you could handle also difficult situations like talking, you know, um, you know, talking with a banker about a loan or you know, going in depth with your doctor about you know yeah. the surgery that he's giving to you. Um, I think that would be or or having like a conversation about politics or. Or the meaning yeah, of life, no. like yeah. In, in, in that case, no. Like even yeah. when I go to the dentist, you know, he's telling me a lot of things, and I get the basic, you know, gist of it. Mm. But then I still have to sometimes really clarify. Like, I'm sorry, can you say that again? I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I want to make sure I know what you're talking about, or at the doctor. Sure. Um, yeah. So yeah, like, like that way. No, we're both not fluent, and I think I, I I'm gonna blame myself. It's definitely myself to blame. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I think you know before we wrap this up. Um, Let's talk about like what regrets do you have slash what would you do different if you were coming to Germany again? Yeah, absolutely. And I'll just ditto on what you just said because, and I hate to say it, but up until about two years ago, I was always making excuses about why my German was where it is. You know, I yeah. um, people would ask me, oh, are you completely fluent? Like we just talked about. And I'd be like, no, but you know, in Berlin, everyone speaks English and uh, blah, 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 blah. And I don't have time to take a class and this, that, or the other thing. And really up until about two years ago, I was using excuses. And then one day I just had this like, 
I don't know. It was like just somebody hitting with me a baseball bat when I was like, there is no excuse. You, you, you just, There's you none. made, you made the choice to not, yeah, to not do it. it. Like it is all your fault and just, and just own it. And I've felt much better since then. Not, not that I'm like just going to accept it and move on, but it's just like, no, it's your fault. You have to take an active, you have to be an active participant. You have to take all the initiative there. You can't just go around blaming other people and things for where you're at. It is all you. Exactly. Um, and once you accept that, then you will at least hopefully start slowly get under the road of trying to take care of it, you know? Exactly. So like, like I said, before we wrap up, um, in a sentence or two, what would you have done different or regrets that you've had uh, about your personal language journey? Yeah, the obvious ones are the first months in Germany would have been just focused on learning the language. That would be the first thing I did. Screw, screw jobs, screw, I mean, you don't want to be lonely, but like don't spend all your time uh, trying to meet people and going out to bars and whatever, or, you know, uh, really take a five-day-a-week language class for at least a few hours a day. Um, after school, do the homework they give you. Also, um, do some other activity. You know, after school, maybe in the evening, do that Rosetta Stone for another hour. You know, like reinforce. Like, like you can't just have one moment of German throughout the day. You have to reinforce it with something else throughout yes. the day. And those, yes. I think, those are my biggest regrets: not focusing on German, staying in school long enough the first few months, and also not reinforcing after I left the classroom. I think that's my biggest regrets. Yeah, um, I'm going to say you? the same thing. Yeah, no, same yeah. same thing is uh, is not taking those three months to learn and not learning anything before I even moved. But that I'll give myself a little cushion for. But I had the three months. I lived here. I wasn't working. Um, I, I really wish I, I took, you know, at least one month of everyday lessons. And um, instead of doing the two days a week, because that's a way long, it's a way slower burn. Yeah. You know, get get it over with quick get to that b2 level and then from then you'll, you'll i think you know it's easier to learn on fr from there so that that's what i really wish i would have done and also just taking it more serious um because now that the language is getting better you realize how many more doors it opens which i think we've talked about a million times before um yeah those are my regrets but yeah, um, i mean slash do-overs re realistically i guess it's the ideal world but uh you sh if you want to learn German, don't move to Berlin. Move to a tiny German village. Stay with <laughs> yeah, the host. Exactly. Stay with the ho stay with the host family who knows no English. Because yeah. honestly, if you stay with the host family in a small village where there's no and English around, in six months you will be freaking fluent. Because it, I mean, yeah, because you literally have no other option if you want to communicate with anybody. And emergency emergency situations like that are the ones that get you learning a language for sure exactly berlin is not the place to learn german but it's a great place and you can do it you just gotta have that little extra um drive and motivation to do it yeah but what i do have drive and motivation <laughs> for jeff i think i know where you're going is reviewing this whiskey yes and actually wait real quick i need to because i think i went through my whole splash I need a, a, a refresh here I give myself a little bit of a double splash. It's been a long day. Yeah, fair enough. All right. It's good, man. It's really good. Yeah. It's um, got some sweetness, the, some caramel, and it's, it's got a nice burn. The thing is, what I want out of a whiskey is for it just to be there. I want to know that I'm drinking a whiskey, and that last one, yeah. there was just not – again, it was like – 
you know, it's like you don't want like watered down cola. You want freaking fresh cola, man. You don't want like you know I want a like, cola. Yeah, I want a liter cola. Yeah, exactly. You want like you want some bite, and uh, this is, has the bite. It's uh, it's it's very smooth as well. It's it's exceptionally smooth. I would say it's got a lot of flavor to it. It doesn't linger that long, and I like a good linger. It's not lingering super long. Yeah, I mean, compared to the Mac, it's ling lingering forever. <laughs> I'm not comparing anything to the Mac. Not doing that. But um, I'm gonna go with my with my gut right now, and I'm giving this a solid uh, nine out of ten. I like it. Mm. You know what? Mm. Yeah, it's pretty freaking good. I think yeah, it yeah. has to be a nine. Yeah, it has to be a nine out of ten. This is this is just really. I mean, for that first sip, it was really tasty, and um, you know what? A little pricey, but worth the money. I mean. Yeah, exactly, and 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 that's when you kind of see the difference. Uh, so, sometimes the price does reflect the the flavor. Not always, though. We've had some cheaper ones that have been really, really good. Yeah. But like last week, the uh, the price was too high for the flavor. Where this one is a higher price, but the flavor re really reflects that price. Yeah, you think Thank you, Dakota, again you with the other one. You'll probably just use it to mix with stuff. This one you're going to enjoy yeah. every sip. You know what I mean? And is yeah, that, is that worth the extra? 20 euro whatever yes i'd say yes. yeah i i you know i i think so but um yeah nine out of ten you know way to go red breast awesome bottle too i saw online that there is a red breast 21 year i think it's oh like 120 God. 130 euro or whatever but that is probably a sweet sweet beautiful whiskey maybe on our uh on our final episode mm, we'll see mm. yeah the problem is like we should have saved the red spot for our final episode. That was kind of stupid of us to like to drink like the best whiskey in the world, right? Before, hey, man, we might find something better than better than red spot. You don't know. Maybe, you don't know. I, the thing is, there are like whiskeys out there that are like five hundred euro. We'll never be able to afford it, but there are probably better ones at the red spot. But uh, but yeah. whiskey subjective. We might find something that we like better than the red spot. It might be cheaper. True, 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 true. Okay, taste is subjective, everybody. Yeah, that's it. Um, well, I'd say just you know to everybody, hopefully. Learn from our, learn from us. Uh, don't learn be from like mistakes. us. Yeah, yeah, don't. Yeah, just, just, just again, you don't have to stress yourself out. Just, uh, you, just, we're just, just saying you got to put in the effort. It's not yes. you're just not going to come fluent overnight. Just, just willy nilly. You, you really got to put in the effort. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that, that I, I have nothing else to say. Well said, Jeff. On. Um, Thank you, everybody, for listening. Again, we appreciate listens. We, and, and thank you for all the messages this week. Got a yeah. lot of those messages. We really love reading them and responding to them. And we hope that we're, that we're being some way um, helpful. Yeah, hit, hit, and, hit that subscribe button uh, if you like yeah. us. And also, you know, Smash feel, free, it. Feel, feel free to check out friend of the show's uh, Felicia's from the German Girl in America. Check out her YouTube channel. And also, she has a new podcast out. Uh, check that out as well because uh, yeah. she's pretty cool. That's why we've had her on the show twice. So Exactly. And um, as always, stay thirsty. And right now especially, please stay healthy and stay wearing a mask. Yes. I mean, not when you're sleeping, but, you know, when you're outside or something. You know what I mean. Cheers. I mean, it's up to you. I love, uh, I love cheersing myself, pretending that you're here. It's not depressing at all. <laughs> Is that sad? <laughs>